The opinions expressed in the following program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media. Yeah, I know it sounds like I've got like every, I'm like every problem under the sun, but like I grew up in like a broken home. I, not really a broken home, because I know my mom sometimes watches episodes of mine. But uh, like I grew up, you know, in like my, my brother did some really bad things to me when I was young. And I didn't have anyone to go talk to about it. Like the school, like didn't really talk, like I went to the school to try and help and all they did was like almost tear our family apart. Mm -hmm. And like there was no other outside programs I knew of that could just sit there and help me, you know, sit there and talk to me about what's going on, what this problem is. And as a kid, you when this is happening, no matter like what it is, you know, if your parent is just not being a parent, or it's some kind of outside abuse in the home with traumatic experiences, the kids feel like they can't, like, even teenagers feel like they can't, they don't have any weight to throw around in the home because the parents are always just like, hey, this is our home. I own this house. You know, you don't pay the bills. Mm -hmm. When you start paying the bills, you can have some opinions around here. That's how, like, that's, a, that's, that's all homes. You know, yep. Yeah, it's like when, like, it, I grew up that way. It was like, you, you pay the bills, you have some opinion with, about what happens around here. What goes on the walls, what this, that, the other thing. Or you wait till you're 18 and you move out. Get your own home. Make your own rules. And a lot of kids grow up that way. Mm -hmm. And they feel stuck. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I really think that, like, opus, open honest communication, you know, between parents and children or teenagers is important to just be like, hey, uh, let's sit down and have like a family discussion on what is happening in the house and how is it affecting you? What like your grades, either like your grades are falling or you're getting addicted to something or like for me that was both. You know, I had addiction for my parents for, I don't even know how long. Hmm. I don't even know. Honestly, <laughs> like, I, like, it was really until I went to the hospital this year that they really found out I was an addict, hmm. you know, because I grew up doing propellants, you know, and alcohol, doing whatever I could to get high, get drunk, just to stop the pain inside, but... When you're young, you don't feel like you can go to anyone mm -hmm. to talk about that thing. And, like, that's a very real... I didn't even grow up in the inner city. It's not even an inner... And it's not just an inner city issue. Right. It's, it's true. an everywhere issue. Everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and um, the reality is, you know, our program's either going to work or it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. um, I can't tell you if it's going to work at this point. I believe in it, and I, and I truly feel like it will work. Um, but every single one of us as individuals, you know, we have to take responsibility. And, you know, one of the things, uh, Tim, that you were saying earlier that, that really goes far as far as, um, you know, how we can help one another is the, the community element. You know, um, at, you know, every, everybody is in this one community and, 
whether or not it's it's your kids, it's the neighbors, it's your your nephews, your nieces. Um, you're not raising your your kids 100 percent of the time. They're going to school. Mm-hmm. They have friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their friends have parents. You know, they there's there's all this interaction with all these different individuals. So. Um, and obviously, we don't want to shelter our kids. You know, we we don't want to hug them too tightly. We want to give them that leeway. But you know, what we can do as community is you know really you know work together, uh, come up with these after-school programs, yeah. and um, you know try to get these outlets out there to where we can you know positively uh, influence uh, you know younger uh, individuals. You know, whether it's through mentoring, coaching. Because that's ultimately going to, you know, that's going to be the the generation that takes care of us when we're older. Right. Mm-hmm. Roles do change. The roles do change. I just wanted to harp on the whole fact that, uh, you know, the old way of parenting, it was needed at that time. But, you know, as times change, parenting has to change. You know, um, I noticed that a lot of kids that I'm around, you know, they just want attention. You know, um, you get to look at me, you know, um, are you watching? Are you looking? You know, because they want that moment for you to just look at them, you know, uh, and give them eye-to-eye contact. And a lot of people, I noticed myself wasn't doing it, you know. A kid would be talking to me. I'm trying to clean. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And they're like, are you watching? Are you listening? They watch, you know, and it's just like they just want that moment. So to all parents and um, people that are taking care of kids, you know, um, give them that attention. Just to get it, Just stop what you're doing for the moment. And just give them a good eye-to-eye contact and just hear them out, you know, because if you don't give them the attention, they're going to find the wrong attention, and they're going to use that to, to go into other things, you know. And that's one of the things I work hard on. It's like being able to give them that attention, man, you know. Everyone has a short attention span. I get it. <laughs> but when it comes to kids and their attention that they want, we have to give it to them. If not, they're going to get lost. They're going to get disinterested. You know, and they're gonna find other things to where their attention. Yeah, and um, so let's not do that, right? So that's one of those things I, I just want to put out there. And I got a question for you. Uh, how how do you overcome negative uh, perceptions of yourself? Because a lot of kids have a negative perception of themselves because of the peer pressure, because mm-hmm. of what they see on TV. You know, so much on TV is we'll call it fugazi and fake, right? You know, nothing's really real. But it seems real. You got girls that want to be so skinny, but they don't know that's Photoshop. You got people looking at an image of someone's always dressed nice, but no one's dressed nice 24/7, right? So it's, just, it's these false perceptions out here. So now you got kids looking at themselves as worthless because they don't have, or they don't, they're not getting, or they don't feel um, adequately loved. Let's just say that, right? So you got anything on that? So. You know, I don't know exactly how I'm coming off right now, but it's a day-to-day battle with me even to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, right and wrong choices. You know, is this a short-term game, but a long-term, is this going to, you know, tear me apart? And really focusing in on that. And um, what I try to spend a lot of time doing is, is being accountable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we need to educate people on and hold people accountable because you are going to have a lot of junk out there, especially with social media. I was thinking about this quite a bit today because uh, 
um, I don't know, man. Like, this, I'm 35, so I grew up, like, in, uh, really into to hip-hop. And I, I got into it, I think, right after Tupac and Biggie. And, um... And they were the golden era, right? Yeah, but they, you know, they were going through all that crazy stuff, and uh, you see that now with podcasters, you know, and yeah. you don't know what's real, you don't know what's fake, what's set up, and you just, I, I was wondering about that today, because I started thinking about just things that have happened lately, and it's like, oh, this is getting out of hand, and, but there's, there's people that are watching that, and there's people that are normalizing that. Yeah. You know, they're normalizing the uh, the filters, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking that that's normal, and we need to we need to get to a point where we're being true to ourselves and setting a good example. And like I said, this is something that I I really try to spend a lot of time on day to day, just getting in that mind in that mindset. Yeah. And I have I have uh, a few businesses. I have a lot of different clients that I work with on a day to day basis, and there there was a period where if I had a bad client, it would mess me mm-hmm. hardcore. And I finally got to the point where it's like this isn't this isn't life. Like this this isn't you know I'm taking it too serious, honestly. Exactly. And I just I started you know if it was negativity that was being brought my way, but I knew that I was in the right. That I knew that I was um, even you know because I'll admit when I'm wrong I I feel like it's even tougher battle if you if you don't admit it and you have to try to come back later and resolve it um, they own it right yeah so I just own it and uh, I move I move forward and sometimes uh, I'll get a pretty harsh in the moment reaction and uh, but I don't I don't take it home with me anymore that's good that's the key leave it where it's at you know uh, do, you do, do, you, do you guys um, encourage meditation you know, I think that helps a lot with um, just getting a lot of the negatives away from you. Like, um, I found meditation in my life before that. It was chaos. You know, like I didn't know which way to go. Um, I was having a midlife crisis, I would say, and I was just all over the place. And then I learned how to um, calm myself down through meditation. And uh, I've been better off for it. So I try to get kids and anybody that listen to just, hey, just take time out, man, and just... Get in, a, get in a comfortable place, <laughs> sit down, fold your legs, you know, listen to some things, you know, even if it's the ocean sounds or um, some soft music, but whatever makes you comfortable. But find a way to meditate on, on life, and it'll help you relieve a lot of the problems and the issues that are really just not really, really as big as you think they are. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things we put, we, we magnify in our mind. And they really only have a, a significant place. But in our mind, we make these big assumptions, and we, we put ourselves out there. In reality, it's not even that much of an issue if you just really just take time, breathe, and think about what's really important. So, and, um, and I'm going to be real with you. If you tell a kid, let's meditate, yeah, man. If, if, when I was growing up and someone's like let's just meditate for a minute I'm like yo I'm checking out <laughs> yeah. like, you gotta ease them into it you know like it's it's kind of like with the whole you find a way to uh, yeah. coerce them you know you gotta put it in, the, in a kid's space but if you're a teenager I'm not knocking meditation. Yeah. I love that. Like, I found the value in deep breathing and guided meditation in my 20s but 
you know, when you're young and going through a lot, like, sit, taking the time to sit there and meditate, yeah. like, that's, like, the, the biggest struggle of the year is, you know, you've got all these things going on in your head, you're maybe unmedicated, you're addicted to something, you do your life. Now I gotta sit here and battle the thoughts in my head. And that's mm. just, that's the part though, right? Because you have to win that within battle. That's what you're teaching them is how to overcome that in, inner battle. You know, because you have a battle of feeling good about yourself, and then you have a battle of feeling ugly about yourself. And kids don't know how to separate the two. Too many times. I think if you're gonna get like a kid into meditation or like deep breathing or thing, it's gotta be guided. You yeah. can't just have them just be like. Take some time out of your day and just sit there. No, no. You have to. You have to guide them through that. Stop the feeling. True. True. Yeah. Well, meditation can be a lot of things. Um, you know, the goal of meditation, of meditation is to you know find a, a mentally clear place. And a lot of people don't realize this, but a lot of people um, discover meditation through working out, going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're they have the routine. They're focused on it, and just that physical activity, the amount of, oh my gosh, the amount it does to your body, it's it's amazing, you know. I think it takes a, a while before you can start getting that routine and, and before you start getting the, the muscles going, but if you can find yourself in that in that frame of mind, I mean, you can work oh, out a lot of... It's a real stress reliever. Yeah. It takes out a lot of the negative energy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why people in jail systems... You know, um, they're less likely to be more vi- less violent when they're constantly working out, you know, because all of that pent-up energy has to go somewhere, mm-hmm. especially if it's negative. Right. So you have to pump it out. You know, like you say, um, working out is a big plus to it. You know, that was one of the things. So I used to be a lot heavier, and uh, like I said, I was going through a lot in my mind and through my uh, life. You know, I was addicted. You know, I had some uh, drug problems, and I just didn't know where to go with it. But it started with working out. It started with learning how to meditate and really just take time to myself, you know. And um, I'm a big believer in that, man. Self, self-care, self-love. It starts there. And that's with the, uh, like you said, accountability. You know, it starts with you. You know, we can't just say, you need to help me. Or why are y'all not helping me? You have to first step up for your own self. You know, you, you got to be in line. You got to be the first person in line for yourself. You know, one's going to step up as much as you need to step up for yourself the way I see it you know so accountability is big yeah and there's a lot of stuff out there too uh, I just always encourage people to d- discover your program yeah so you know maybe it's working out maybe it's meditation maybe it's reading um, but find a space where you can be fully with yourself and fully comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. you know that self care that that me time, that uh, especially if, if we're if, you know if we're trying to get into positive mindset and you're set you're setting that time aside to where you know it's you in your space focused on positivity you know there's going to be no negative external um, you know energy coming your way you know and it's going to take practice like I said it takes it takes practice with me it's it's been two and a half years of of daily practice but. I can say I'm getting better at it. Can you get the people three things that helped you? How? Three main things. Yeah. I had something different, right? No, no, no. <laughs> letting go okay. is the main one. Letting go. 
uh, trusting yourself. And the third one is, um, honestly, it's just enjoy life. Like, uh, you know, sometimes I think we make too much of, uh, of what's going on, you know, in this, on this little ball, mm-hmm. you know, that's in this huge, uh, you know, universe of space. <laughs> and we, we, we putting it to one little thing, right? I just want to touch on more of uh, when you say trusting yourself, you know, what, what does that mean to you, you know, when you say learn to trust yourself? Yeah, so the biggest problem I had um, was boundaries, boundary setting. Boundaries are huge. I had to learn boundaries recently. It's like my therapist was like, Rachel, you need to set some boundaries for certain people. And I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> right? No, and the, the most powerful word you can ever say to somebody is no. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got myself in a lot of trouble when I first started my business. It was just because I was afraid that, you know, the work wasn't going to, you know, be coming in on a daily basis. So, you know, it was a lot of yeses. It was a lot about figuring this out. And it doesn't take long before those problems start adding up, you know. And it's a good problem to have, you know, to be bigger than what you expected. But uh, but the other thing, too, is, is you don't ignore the red flags. So if your if your intuition is is telling you something, you know don't ignore it. I I talk a lot about the universe. Um, some people have different names for it, but I, I like to to go with the universe. Um, it kind of covers everything. Um, but you know it's it's yin and yang, good and bad, positive and negative. Mm-hmm. And I, I have something inside of me, a feeling that is special and I it's my relationship with with whatever you want to call it I have I have my name for it but it's whatever you want to call it and the more and more you ignore that voice inside of you the, the further you're going to get away from from being yourself um, and it was just practice it was practice saying no it was you know this isn't going to be healthy and, and there was a lot of times too when I started getting good at seeing problematic uh, you know because if you learn from your mistakes you know, even just in a business setting, you know, you'll understand, okay, this is a healthy person, this is a non-healthy person, and you can start navigating through through life or your everyday, you know, 40 hours a week business and say, okay, this is going to, the chances of this, you know, not going as smooth as I want it to be are a lot higher than this over here. So, you know, settle in, uh, figure out what's healthy, figure out what's you, and, and truly trust yourself because... We have, you know, we're all individuals. So everything that you see is from your perspective. Everything you see is from your perspective. You know, my perspective is my perspective. And it's this whole survival of the fittest, um, you know, atmosphere that we've, for generations that humans have evolved through. So it's always going to be natural for us to, to be selfish and to protect ourselves and to consider, you know, what's going on internally. And I, a lot, I say that because a lot of times I remind people, too, it's like don't get caught up in how you perceive something. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you there's, that person's just thinking all about, you know, <laughs> they probably think you know, of something completely different. It don't mean that to yeah, them, right? <laughs> it don't mean it at all to them. You know, they're, you're thinking about you. When you're talking to them, you're thinking that they're thinking about you. Um, but what is our internal dialogue, you know, encompass? A lot of times it's just, it's life. It's what we're going through. It's, 
um, you know, it's what we have going on after this, you know, yeah. dinner. And uh, if there's lingering issues with other people, you know, we're probably reminiscing or ruminating about that quite a bit, too. True. True. I'm very true. All right. Um, before we run out of too much time, a lot of people in a pandemic, during a pandemic, you know, face a struggle like Rachel was talking about. She's worried about relapses. Um, is there any, like, top things that we haven't touched on to prevent that from happening that you could talk about? Or? Yeah, so we... I got one. I'll give you some time. Yeah. I would say take a chaperone. You know, if you feel like that, um, find someone that you really um, can trust and um, don't feel judged by and say, hey, just come with me, man, and um, watch me. You know, uh, it's always good to have a good friend, man, in a fight that uh, you need someone with you. And uh, that's a good fight, you know, to bring someone along and say, hey, man, just watch me, man. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> right. But just to be there, if I, if I need somebody to say, man, I really feel like having a drink. No, nah, it's okay, bro. You don't need to do that. Or homegirl, you don't need to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I would say just take somebody with you. You know, take a chaperone, somebody you trust and you feel uh, you can confide in and they're not judgmental about it. And I think that's one of the biggest things is people worrying about how people are judging them because they ask them for help. So I would say take, yeah. take a chaperone. Yeah, that's what I was going to say was, you know, we're not perfect and we're not going to be perfect. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Never. Um... I had another question. How can we make recovery cool? You know, a lot of prayer pressure comes from trending topics. You know, if it's not a celebrity doing it, if it's not um, your favorite actor doing it, it's not cool at all. But I feel like recovery is very cool when, and I look at it this way, you're cool when you work on you. You're cool when you want to better you. You're cool when you're trying to better your circle of friendship and you're trying to do positivity. That will make you cool. Um, I feel like you're lame when you're dragging your friends to drink or sneak out to do drugs. Um, you're prayer pressuring them. I think it goes back to what Scott was saying earlier is, like, get rid of the people that tell you, like, that, like, tell you no. You know, like, tell, like, that say, oh, I want to recover. Get rid of the people that are like, don't do that. Right. Come out with me. It kind of comes back to who you're hanging out with, who you're surrounding yourself with. Uh, like, get rid of the people who are going to, like, enable you. Yeah. Get rid of the enablers and then surround yourself with people who care and want you to succeed. They say get rid of the yes men in your circle. Because right. yes men always go, oh, where are you straight? <laughs> you good. You messed up <laughs> and, and are you good man because <laughs> they don't want to be outside of the circle no more right so get rid of the yes man in so many words I agree yeah going back to journaling you don't have to just journal about uh, journaling is unlimited you can you can talk about your experiences from you know yesterday from today I, what I always challenge people to do is to discover who they could be mm. What is your potential? Yeah. And figure out how you could attain that. And if it doesn't line up, if it doesn't add up to you achieving those goals, to you being the the most 
human, the most um, the most that you could offer your community, your network. You know, and take pride in that. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, they don't understand that the power that comes with free will is that we have the choice to not only make the right decision, but we have the choice to not make the wrong decision. Must mm-hmm. be very good. Must be right there. It's always about choices. You know, and uh, too many times we just overlook the right choice to make, right? Because of whatever reason. But you're right. It's all about choices. So embrace that. Yeah, embrace it. And I think it, embracing change is um, something we all need to do because change is very important. Um, it's very needed. We all need to change one step at a time with each other. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to happen overnight. It doesn't no. have to happen in a month. It could take six months. But as long as you take the effort to start changing, um, it's key. So I want to thank you, Scott, for coming out um, with the Generational Recovery. Before we go, I want to make sure your social media is Facebook and Instagram at Generational Recovery. Yes. Okay. okay. So you can all follow that at Generational Recovery on Facebook and social media. Once again, thank you, Scott, for coming by and uh, sitting down with us. and. Making recovery cool again yeah. with smart recovery, and um, thank you so much. Um, it was a pleasure time. having you. Uh, I enjoyed the dialogue. Uh, I'm glad that we got Rachel to uh, chime in because uh, she's been through a lot, and um, we just needed that, right? So we came at the right time. Well, thank you. Yeah, we all been through a lot, not just singling her out. We everybody's been through a lot, you know. So I thank you for showing up, and thanks for being a guest. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. You're welcome. Till next time. Nice time you are. <laughs> the opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media.